everybody, and welcome once again to Kayfabe or Die. I am the Giz. Joining me, as always, in studio is my partner in crime, Johnny Danger Diddley. What the flock is up? Oh my gosh, that's bad. Trying to adjust noise levels here, and apparently what's up is the volume at times, and I just blew my god's damned ears off. Yeah, I literally heard you turn it up. But I had to turn it up a little bit, because I couldn't hear myself, and then apparently that little bit was a lot, and it's... Anyway, I think I got things working now. It's all fine. It's okay, all fine. Okay. So, this was an interesting weekend in wrestling. Oh, my God. It was bloody awesome. Brilliant. Oh, my God. It was so much fun. War Games was great. Survivor Series were great. Raw wasn't terrible. And it wasn't great either. I, I don't know what all the people who were going on about how great Raw was. I, I already did this with Buzz, so I'm not getting into it again. Or there's going to be a rent. But, <laughs> like, I, I like the set rather than sealed her thing pretty cool uh, which they had to do it's it, it, everyone's like oh it's good that they did the heel turn you gave them no option <laughs> yeah he'd already managed to turn himself yeah. heel through sheer virtue it's, of being himself. i don't know if you're aware of it public but seth rollins heel turned about six months ago yeah <laughs> yeah it's it, just it took a while for the wrestling industry to catch up yeah pretty much pretty much um yeah but we're not covering Survivor no we're series, not we're not um apart we're not. from maybe one or two small bits that, that nxt over. was great this week AEW was great this week. Yeah, it's um, just been a good week in wrestling. Yeah, we're going to kick things off by covering War Games because War it was Games, bloody awesome! And, and myself amazing. and Paul's already did Survivor Series. If you want to find Survivor Series results and everything as well, cool. Um, so War Games kicked off with um, the pre-show match of Angel Garza versus Isaiah Swerve Scott, this, also known as Killshot. This was super high, super fly, super fast, super kicky, and super full of charisma, as you'd expect out of both guys. Yeah. Um, the only thing that was missing from this, I feel, was a title in the picture. Yeah, they're both title ready. That's the thing. That, yeah, that's kind of my point. And to yeah. have like to have a match like this before as the pre-game. I know I'm usually the one that's going, why is there a title match in the pre-show and all the rest of it? But at the same time, when you see two lads like that going up against each other, kind of going, why is one of them not got a belt? Yeah. But then again, you know. It, 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 they're both really good. And I won't lie to you, I don't see them hanging around there that long. Because, I mean, Garza's got Eddie Guerrero-level charisma. And there's a couple of cool Mexican guys up on the main roster that I feel you could make quite an interesting stable out of. Yes, but there is unfortunately one small factor going against Garza in regards to that main roster call-up. He won't keep his goddamn pants on. No, he's under six foot. Oh, yeah. So was Guerrero. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. Eddie Guerrero was about 6'2", 6'3", wasn't he? Eddie Guerrero was just a smidge taller than Chris Benoit. Who was not six foot? Five ten, maybe. That's okay. Okay, fair enough. All right, fair enough. Anyway, um, from that really good match, we moved. It's just that when Eddie went into WWE, he expanded out with ways, which just made him look significantly taller. Yeah, that was it. Okay, um, NXT, it's our takeover itself, started off with the first ever women's war games, which, fantastic as it was, still got marred, and I'm, gonna I'm, gonna, I'm going to... Oh, we're gonna, there's going to be an argument on air about this. There is going to be an argument yeah, yeah, on air yeah. about this. I have no problem with what they did. I'm absolutely 100% behind it. What I have a problem with is the first ever match, and they continuously do it with their first ever women's matches, they don't give us a straight actual match. Instead, they decide they've got to fuck things up on us. Yeah. Why? To, Why? To take the perfect opportunity for the optimum heel turn of someone who has been conventionally a babyface since day one. Do it after the match. Give us our four on four, then have Dakota Kai turn around this, and do something sneaky. This sets up automatic storylines with Candice, automatic storylines with um, Tegan, 
and Rhea Ripley, judging by a or NXT this week as well. Yeah, and it still could have if they had done it after presenting us with an actual four-on-four four women's match. I, I agree with you. It would have been nice, but I won't lie to you. Like, the storytelling and everything was... It, so, all three ladies, everyone got way more rubbed up out of this way of doing it, I think, because um, Tegan Knox, she's got the sympathy vote, and everyone now is super crazy to see her tear the face off Dakota Kai. Instant. Um, all three ladies that were in the War Games match now look exemplary compared to what they would have already looked due two. to the fact that it was three on... Or, sorry, two, yeah due to the fact that it was two on four. Yeah. And they still took it out. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying what happened wasn't awesome. What I'm saying is, this is, once again, your first ever women's whatever it is, be it fucking Money in the Bank, be it on Raw and, Sma- and SmackDown at least, first ever Iron Man match, because let's, let's never ever actually mention the fact that NXT had done these things first. They always have this really nasty habit of presenting us with the... The Royal Rumble was another thing that they managed to mar with Ronda Rousey and the fact that Stephanie McMahon apparently invented women's wrestling. They didn't mar nothing. (laughs) For the first women's Royal Rumble, they did. Oscar won it. And no one could have given a shit because the very first thing they did was have Ronda Rousey march down to the ring and steal the spotlight. She, She didn't steal the spotlight. She pointed at a sign. We all know she pointed at the sign. Which is stealing the spotlight. I don't think Literally, so. Literally. Lights turned to her to point out the fact w- that she is pointing at the sign. W- my point is... WWE in the business of memory making, not yeah. matchmaking. And if you keep watching that product, NXT included, you have to take into account that storyline is as important as the actual matches. It's just that the storyline conventionally in NXT is less annoying than what we have to deal with on main roster because it's coherent, makes sense, and actually has implications like on stuff I that said, goes ahead. Like I said... I don't have a problem with them doing the heel turn. I think it was brilliant. I think it was awesome. I have an issue with us not getting, once again, an actual straight match for our first ever whatever the match is. But it was a straight match. There was just a disadvantage. No, it wasn't. As soon as you have Dakota Kai turn heel, you don't have a straight four-on-four match. You have Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae fighting for their lives two-on-four. Awesome. Absolutely fantastic. Give me that in year two or three. Give me that after I have seen what I've been waiting to see, which is four fantastic female competitors kick the ever-loving snot I, out of each I other actually, the way the men have been able to do in I, the past. I actually don't know how you did. The very first War Games match they had was screwy. Because it was three teams against each other. Yeah, I know. No, not just because it was three teams. Someone locked pe- uh, Fish and O'Reilly um, padlocked the cage closed on the last guy. Who still managed to get out, he meaning did. that all members of the teams it's, it's were still, in the cage it's scru- at it's the st- same time. It's still a screwy start. All of them were in the match at the same time. We had, for that match, three fully formed teams going against each other. I, I don't in know. In the next I, War Games, we had two fully formed teams going against each other. Second War Games was just straight up anarchy. There was no the screwiness. First, yeah. The first ever women's War Games. Like I said, I have no problem with the heel turn. Do it after the match so that we get that first ever four-on-four maniac assault that we have been building for. If you're going to screw things up at the very beginning of it, do it for year two or three after we have had the opportunity to enjoy what this match could properly be. But then by year two or three, the super hotness of the... I I don't have the issues with it that you have, and it's down to personal opinion. In mm. my opinion, it's just that I actually don't know how you didn't see it coming. Like they've been like heel turning to because I didn't watch the pre-show. I'm not talking about the fucking pre-show. <laughs> I'm talking about the the last. The pre-show the is what really gave it away that Dakota Kai was the after the jumping the, the, the four, dude. The the last foot. Okay, 
three weeks ago, she got her head beaten in by uh, Baszler. Look, and then Dakota or uh, oh, Ripley basically says to her, uh, "You kind of suck. We're going to take Tegan." Yeah. Then you can see she's very upset about that, but yet still goes out and gets her head beat in the following week. Does all the invasion angles, does yeah. everything, and gets left behind. And you can see her getting angry about the left behind. There's a um, a backstage interview with her NXT la- last week, I think, and you can totally tell that it's like, oh, she's going to murder someone before. It. And the minute Mia Yim got taken out, it was which like, is well. my point. Yeah, I didn't watch so. the pre-show, so I didn't see Mia Yim get taken out. I heard about it. And it was like, huh. And Dakota's in the match. And it's like, ah, oh, right, okay, cool. Yeah. We'll get our cool match. And then at the end, she's going to heal. T- Wait, what the hell? Wait. Why, would Why you are we not getting our four-on-four but match? logistically, if you go into, like, if, if you're going to heel turn, that makes no sense. To do it after you get your victory? Yeah. Isn't that the way it's always done? No. You get your victory, the, you the, rack it up the, in your wind, tell yes, them, but this, then you turn around and you this, get the proper heat. But this isn't a normal match. This is a war games yep. where you're going in to murder people. Yep. So why are you going in on the same side as the people that you're going to heel turn on, put yourself out there, get halfway murdered, and because then heel turn at the end of it? Storyline-wise, no that makes no sense. Because no one's ever done that for the sake of luring their opponent into a false sense of security so that they can turn around and share shot them in the face. That if, if it was a normal match, yes. War games, you mightn't even be able to chair shot anyone in the face by the end of it. Imagine it's the war pop, games. Imagine the pop she would have gotten if after all of that, after herself and the other three competitors went to a full-on balls-out war, saving each other, taking bumps, and then all of a sudden, at the very end, turns on them. The entire crowd would be rabid. Rabid. Now, don't get me wrong. The reaction that they got is exactly the reaction that they wanted. Yeah. And like I said, I have no problem with what they did. What I have an issue is they did it for their first ever match of this kind for the women. They didn't give us a straight match. They had the heel turn at the beginning rather than letting us see what this match could be like and then either during the match or by the end of the match doing the heel turn then. Yes, I get that, but I'm saying I I don't think there's an issue with it. Fair enough. Anyway, the end result would be Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae taking the... I suppose shock shock underdog victory that they they were planning on. That, That final finish where Rhea's... The, the, the bit with the handcuffs was brilliant. I thought that I was very I thought that was awesome. I really did. Because I, I, really, I actually thought Baszler was having this. And I thought it was going to be one of those, oh, total excuses. Because Rhea Ripley was handcuffed to a post or something and just got her head kicked in. But no, she handcuffs herself onto Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Thus reducing Rhea Ripley. Or sorry. She handcuffs herself. To Shayna Baszler. Baszler gets keys out of a... Uh, sorry, not Jesus Christ. Rhea Baszler. has one handcuff on her because yeah. Baszler put it on previously. Yeah, she was trying to get while her fully it, handcuffed. While, but putting into get her, it on. while Baszler puts her into her, um, her Kurafuda clutch, Rhea gets her arms up and manages to cuff yeah. herself to Baszler. Making it very easy for her to pull the arm of the Kurafuda clutch away. I was watching this with uh, Sean Dunn, our Irish nightmare over in Dubai. I was watching it with him and all I did, that happened and I just went, ha, one Marv, let's see you jump around now, you son of a bitch. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, <laughs> oh, there's no running knees now anyway. Well, I mean, like one of Baszler's signature moves is that running pop-up yep. knee, so that's gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whereas all of Rhea Ripley's moves involve her grabbing, grabbing you by the arm and, and, and throwing you, through you through around stuff. So I was just like, well. Mm-hmm. It, it was a, my only issue with that, and it was very minor, was it was a little bit clunky trying to get her up for the riptide. Agreed, but then again... Hand I, position. I, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. It, it, slightly clunky, but other than that, I was like, this is bloody storyline gold. And it was a great, like, after the stuff at the start and then this at the end, I was like, hmm, it's like, there's a, it's like a really nice sandwich. I had a bit of 
intrigue and what the hell's going to happen here at the start. Nice bit of filling going on. We see the ladies getting it out. We think, oh no, they've climbed up the hill, but you can't get up the hill totally. It's four on two. Mm-mm, I was wrong. That's not the way it works. It was beautiful. Hmm. It was nice. And then you put all that sandwich in your plate and you. It's great. I, great. As outings for the women in their first evers go, that's right up there. Like I said, I'm always going to have. I, I'm always going to have an issue with not getting a clean match for a first, whatever I, it is. I wouldn't have had an issue with the first honest. women's uh, money in the bank if it was a finish. This, it, it, like, if if the angle they went for of uh, deceit was something like that. My issue was that some dude who's not a woman <laughs> went up and got the. If there was any other sort of way of heel turning, although you see, the reason that also fucked me off was that wasn't a heel turn. Carmella was. A, Bad anyway. Yeah. She was a heel already. It was just a stupid finish. This was an actual genuine. They they maximized what they could do with turning Dakota Kai evil. She's man, and it carried into this week on yes, age. It did. Like I she's look, she's a fucking nutcase now, dude. Look, it's great. Like I said, my my thing is always going to be that when it comes to these matches, I would rather see even if the th- th- I still think even if it had been at the end of the match, you could have had Dakota Kai do a do a good vicious heel turn where the entire crowd just went <gasps> this is like when you and I disagree on storyline plots in movies sometimes where you just have a different train of thought to the way I do on this I think this was get the screwy shit out of the way now very very good also works as I said the whole fact that she literally just drilled Tegan Knox's knees for five minutes solid yeah, was no. great and if you did the screwy finish at the end you don't get her literally face and William Regal out of the way and oh, all of that could, kind you could Mm. think about it the other three are locked in the cage or something like that or worse yet they're out of the cage and she's using the cage because she's still inside it to destroy Tegan Knox's leg they can't get her out because she's just got a hold of the cage but, what, you, you, but this is what I'm saying what's the point of destroying Tegan Knox's leg at the end of it because I've got my victory and you can all go screw off you didn't think I was worthy you wouldn't have won this if not for me I, mm, I don't think so well you see they can't do that and have Ripley go over the way they need Ripley to go over because but if you do it through isolation you can't, if, you, if, you do it, if you do it that way where it's like you wouldn't have won this match if handcuffs. it wasn't for me you need to let Baszler brought down handcuffs yeah. so handcuff other members of the team to the ring while Io Shirai and Bianca Belair go around putting in the boots and mm. in the meanwhile Rhea Ripley has to fight practically on her own maybe have Dakota Kai not handcuffed so that she can do the heel turn at the end it, if I was going, if I was going to do it, Jesus, we're way longer in this match yeah, than I thought we were going to be. Yeah. If I was going to do it, what I would have done, outside of, I genuinely was very, as I said, happy with the way they did it. But if I was to have her come in at the end, what I would have done was Dakota Kai was the last person out of the cage. You have Baszler, or sorry, you have Baszler handcuffing Ripley to the cage or something like that. Yeah. Um, you have uh, Candice and Tegan Knox left, and say Tegan's out. Candice is getting Fine. murdered by yeah. the other four ladies. Dakota Kai comes down. She runs in, uh, lifts Tegan up. They run over. They pull the girls off uh, Candice. And then just as they go into the girls, as they go to run at them, she drastically veers left and just buckles Tegan Knox. And then Candice ends up running into the four ladies on her own. Getting and then destroyed. she just yeah. keeps working over Tegan. Yeah. Very convoluted way. And you've now eliminated Rhea Ripley. Not necessarily, no. Because the whole point is that Rhea Ripley, to assert manages to get out of the cuffs. Then that defeats the heel turn because now she's after getting her little head knocked in when it's five on one now. There are ways they could have done it, in my opinion, 
that would have worked. Okay. Well, oh, I'm sure there's other ways that could have. There's multiple ways you could have done this that would have worked. But I just think it, it was very efficient and good what they did in the show. I'm never, personally. I'm never, I'm never going to fully be able to appreciate a first time match if the very first thing you're doing is not giving us a straight up first time match. That's just me. I, I know, I know, I know. But at the end of the day, I came here to see a certain type of match and. But people are always going to remember that heel turn, man. Yeah, and it's great. It's fantastic. Do it year two or three. Give us our straight match first, then do stuff like that at the start. That anyway, on to the next match. You have to delay the Dakota Kai heel turn for three years for that to happen. <laughs> no, you don't, actually. Like I said, there's ways you could have done that differently. Anyway, anyway next um, match. Jesus. He's done versus Damien Priest versus Killian Dane. Oh, God. They killed each other. Oh, good God. There was... Th this... Normally, and... I enjoyed this for one major reason. Customarily, when you have a, th uh, a triple threat match, in WWE especially, the format tends to be one guy gets knocked out, two guys have well, a singles other match, yeah. other guy recovers, knocks some, out one of them. and some, just tree, some spots where all three of them are involved. Yeah, and there's just essentially there's a nice rotation of two-on-two -two matches with another guy temporarily eliminated. Kind of, yeah. All three of these guys for the entire match were kicking the crap the out of each, each other. other. Oh, man. Great fun. Um, I know it's something I did notice. Now, I know Damo used to use the Ulster Plantation as a finisher anyway, but yeah. um, do you think there was a, a little shot been fired at the fact that he kicked out so quickly out of it? Because it is essentially a one-winged angel. Is it, so. I don't know. I don't it's I literally the same setup. Up for the electric chair, drop, flip the leg over the shoulder, drop, boom, down, Ulster planted. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, I was I was just wondering because it's like ordinarily when Demo hit you with the Ulster plantation, you were sleeping. Yeah, but don't forget it's supposed to be Pete Dunn and Damien Priest that he's in against. Therefore, all three of them are monsters. Yes, yes. One of them is possibly a vampire, as we discussed on two year shows ago. I know you don't agree with me. <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. I know. I'm not. We're not. We're, we're not getting into it anymore. But I'm just saying. I still have my theories. Immortality does not equate with vampirism. One day he's going to come out of the floor of NXT with Agent Christian on either side of him. <laughs> what about Gangrel? He's running a gym now. <laughs> he's actually still got those. Those are actually his fangs. Yeah, I know. He had his teeth sharpened yep. down. Um, the winner of he that runs a gym and he shoots porn. Like a wrestling gym, and he does shoot porn. As, as in, not as the porn star, I believe he's the director, if memory serves me yes. correctly. Sorry, anyway. Um, yeah, the winner of that match would be Pete Dunne, which means that he got himself in number one contendership against Adam Cole. To be buckling each other at Survivor Series, which was also a bloody corker of a match. I'm just going to put that in there now. Yes, it was. Bloody amazing. Um, but up next, we had Finn Balor taking on Matt Riddle. This was... This was a very good... Um, singles match. An outside, yeah, singles match. Outside of it just being a singles match, this is the first actual match we've had with Balor since the heel turn in NXT. Wasn't this his first match back in NXT? Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. Is He's just been coming down and jumping people for the last three or four weeks. Yeah, but a heel turn implies that he came in as a good guy and then decided to go bad guy, but he didn't. He just came back as no, Prince I, Devitt. I, no, I said this is the first match of his heel turn. Well, I thought you said as a heel turn, um, so there was a different wrestling style to Finn Balor in this. He, yeah, he was a lot more. He was a lot more punchy. He was a lot more grapply. He was a lot more Japanese old school. He was yeah, a lot of stiff kicks, a lot of stiff punches. I love the fact that he's got the uh, 1916 um, yeah. DDT and reverse DDT back. Yeah, um, especially with Riddle, because my yeah. God, he, he sold he, a smeg out of that. 
The only other guy I saw take one really good was uh, Ricochet took one off him in the invasion the week before, and Ricochet planted. Yeah, clean he flipped on, over. He planted clean on his head and bounced. He's. That's why you need a guy like him. I know I give out about when they do this with guys, but it's just he's so good at selling other people's moves. <laughs> it's, mm. it's brilliant. Um, the end result of that one would be uh, Balor. Sorry, I, I'm just drinking. I just said Balor out of. Okay, um, I like you wouldn't have been co- if you're that far away. Can we? Anyway, yeah, as I was saying, the, the end result would be Balor. Sorry, I only said Balor because you paused before you said it, and I was like, oh, I, I thought yeah, you forgot no, the name. No, no, it wasn't that. It was. I was looking kind of going, it's great, you were right on cue, and way too far away from the mic. I was drinking coffee. <laughs> That's why. I can drink it closer to the mic if you want. Yeah, I don't give a frack. See, now you can hear him drinking the coffee. Ha. Um, <sighs> for any of you ASMR people out there, ASMR people? that audio sensory something, something. Do you know where people like watching? Have you not seen this? It's essentially people who like watching. Other people like eat food or open packages, but like the microphone is super turned up high, so you can hear like every bit of spit and everything. Ugh, yes, Jesus. I know. It's god awful. It's god awful. I actually hate it with an intense. I, but yet I end up watching it when it shows up on Facebook. Then turn it off. I don't know why I can't. It, it, like I've literally there's com- something clearly wrong with your brain. It's something about the ASMR. Like if you look at the comments feed for any ASMR video, it's literally like five thousand people going. I don't know why I'm watching this. Because you're an idiot and you don't know how to press the stop button. I'll give you a hint. Move your fracking hand, bring the mouse over, hit the square thingy. That usually means stop. It has nothing to do with not knowing how to use the stop button. It has to do with the minute the video kicks in and you're like, oh, I wonder where this is going. And then you see where it's going and then all of a sudden 5,000 questions start to go through your brain that you're just watching there going, why would you do this? Enough about the... Can we get back to the fracking wrestle before we lose out on time? Next up, finally, was the men's war games match as Team Champa took on the Undisputed Era. <laughs> this was just violence. This was violence. So many hits. So many hits. Adam Not Cole, the, the, uh, Fish and O'Reilly came down first, respectively. Oh, no, Roddy came down first, actually, come to think of it, wasn't it? Yeah, Roddy started off yeah. against Champa because the two of them were just yeah. machines. Um, Fish... O'Reilly came down next and threw one or two little weapons into the ring. It was O'Reilly, I think. Yeah. The reason I mentioned was that Adam Cole was the last guy to come down who spent a good 15 minutes outside of the ring just launching tables into the uh, into the war games area. To yeah. his detriment later on. Yeah. Keep a mental note of that. Actually, to his detriment straight, straight away. away as Champa speared yeah. him out he, the door and into a table. He, propped one, just up, set up. he, he propped one up on the wall outside the, or the crowd barrier just in case. Just in case. And he goes to walk in the cage. Champa just... <laughs> comes over and just pushes him <laughs> through the table. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Hi. And if only he knew what a sign of things to come that was going to be. Oh my God. God How almighty. The frack either one of them was standing, much less wrestling the next smegging night after that I final. Actually, fr- I have to say, in relation to War Games and Pete Dunne's match, with the impact of it on Survivor Series, customarily you see guys go through all of these matches and then, you know, do the Seth Rollins on it, where it's like, oh, your leg seems to be mysteriously better now. What's going on? The two lads sold their injuries at Survivor Series so bloody well. Because they were probably legit hurt. Well, do you remember the spot on the outside of the ring where uh, Cole went to lift up Dunn and his back went out from yeah. the ribs and then Dunn went to lift him up and his knee went out yeah. and then he hit him with a Panama Sunrise because yeah. that's how you uh, resolve back issues <laughs> on the apron. <laughs> 
oh, maybe if I just jump off this top rope, flip you upside down, and land very hard on my butt, that might actually just jerk my back into place. I <laughs> cannot comment, <coughs> having, like, you, used... You and I have very stupid ways of fixing ourselves. Yeah, yeah. and they work. Kind of. Sometimes. Sometimes. It's, it's, I, I won't lie to the audience. It, it's 50-50 at best. I may or may not have a broken finger even as we speak. Yeah. I'm telling you, just let me punch your hand in the opposite no. direction. It doesn't... I already pulled it in. I felt the click. The swelling went down for a while. I'm pretty sure I'm good, okay? There's... That's about as good as it's getting. Okay. <laughs> who we? <laughs> Don't want you... How would you punch me from the opposite angle? This is my hand... How did that even... I didn't see that bruise. That hand is broken. What bruise? <laughs> the big yellow bruise going from your wrist all the way up to your uh, middle finger and... Uh, baby finger. What bruise? There's yellow and purple discoloration from the knuckles. That's just me, because I had my hand like It's this. from the knuckles of your uh, baby finger and the adjacent finger beside it that isn't on the other hand. Huh. Ah, well, it'll be fine. Anyway, um... Welcome like to uh, medical assessments with Johnny Deadly and the Giz. I already had a medical assessment. First thing I, I did was walk over to Sean Dunn and go, here, feel my hand. And he kind of asked me where my knuckle was. Anyway, yeah. um, you're talking about a man who dislocated his shoulder and tried to keep doing a match. He's not the right guy to ask about these things. Can we get back to doing the actual thing <laughs> okay. that we're supposed to be doing here? Like we Continue said, Team Ciampa would take up the victory in the men's match because God's damned Tommaso Ciampa is a suicidal maniac who knows how to give a God's damned insane air raid crash through tables. Uh, a 25-foot air raid crashed through tables. Dead bodies everywhere. I wonder, was there um, like a, a Dean Ambrose thing going on um, with Britt Baker and Adam Cole where it was like uh, she looked like she was unaware that he was going from the top of the cage through some tables. She probably was. Yeah. Anyway, moving swiftly on to NXT because we're going to get caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so yes, after the madness that was War Games and after the madness that was Survivor Series that did in fact see NXT beating everyone. Cleaning it. Much to Vince's, apparently, chagrin, because he hated everything. If memory serves me... No, he didn't hate everything. His problem was with the Baszler match, because it was underwhelming, to say the least. Me. Yeah. It, it, it was, I, I don't know what it was. It was like they were all wrestling on slow motion or something. I, I would put it down to the fact that Baylor, Baszler was in women's war games the night before. But when you say they were all going on slow motion... It, the, whole, the whole match was like on slow motion and they did the annoying WWE thing where it was like Baszler and Becky, Baszler and Becky, Bailey Baszler comes and in, Baszler and Bailey, Baszler and, and Bailey, Becky and Bailey moving along, knee to the face, you know, all that kind of thing. It was, ju it was just, I can't put my finger on it. It was, it was like they'd practiced so much that it nearly drove them mad, that kind of thing, hmm. I suppose. But um, anyway, that's a different pay-per-view. Yep. AEW this, or Jesus, NXT, NXT this week. Started off with a party because they wanted to celebrate. Yeah. And then Undisputed the, came, Era it, came out and asked them what the frack they were celebrating. It was that, it was None of them did a goddamn it, thing. It was with that little rapper guy whose Whale. name I can't remember. Lil Wayne, that's it. Whale. Whale, that's it. What? No, not Whale. Wally, that's it. W-H-A-L-E spells Whale. Yeah, but it's... There's no apostrophe. There's no indication that you don't say it Whale. Okay, so therefore but for anyone who listens to music, his name is Wally. Just to let you know. I know it's spelled Whale. I'm not disagreeing with you, but it's just people might be asking, who is this whale you speak of? Because there is, in fact, a band from Sweden called Whale. There's also a little robot called Wally who managed to get his name. That's W-A-W-L. My point is that, phonetically, I know how to say his name yes. without having someone needing to tell me 
that's no use, not how you say it. And me having I to explain, that's not how the English language I works. don't disagree with you. A, a, anyway, a hyphen party, or a dash. Party started off NXT this week, which was interrupted by the Undisputed Era, because they're basically saying, why the hell are you celebrating? <laughs> yeah, not you a damn one of you did a damn thing. Yeah, Much like so Seth funny. Rollins coming out and trying to condemn the Raw universe because his tweet game sucks. But unlike Seth Rollins... This made sense. Uh, yeah, because the four guys who were standing in the ring celebrating and leading the celebration were the four lads who had lost at Survivor Series. Because they were celebrating Survivor Series, wasn't it? When I think it was just celebrating the fact that this weekend NXT no, Triple ruled H everything. Triple H led them out and they... That's, yeah, they were ce- celebrating NXT clean and house at Survivor Series. Yeah, they, like yeah. between... Great, 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 visual, great visual, great visual of Whale yeah. <laughs> um, singing did, the NXT I tune. Did, yeah, that was kind of cool. It was when, great. And they have them all going yeah. into the crowd and stuff. That we actually, are NXT. Yeah, NXT, that was really NXT. good. NXT. It was great. As I said, undisputed era come down and basically say, uh, "Shut up! You shouldn't be celebrating." Yeah. Champa gets on the mic and basically says, "You're just pissy because we murdered you at War Games." <laughs> Essentially, yes. Yeah. Um, this leads to a Finn Balor coming out. Uh, who gets in Champa's way because Champa's like, there's nothing stopping between me, yeah, nothing standing between me and Goldie, and then Balor comes out and kind of like, I'm standing in your way. Come on, come on, come on. Um, so this invariably leads to Champa versus awesome Balor, match. which we will get to later on in the night. Awesome match. <laughs> the show itself, however, kicks from this party thing straight, straight into uh, Keith Lee and Dijakovic taking on Fish and yeah. O'Reilly for the undisputed, sorry, for the NXT. Championships, tag team championships. I nearly yeah. said for the undisputed tag team championships. They can be now because they're undisputedly the best tag team in WWE. I am so it's glad you put it that way. Yeah, it's proven. Yeah. They yep. No, yep. War, Ra- no. War Raiders won that. Oh, yeah, bollocks. They did, yeah. Sorry. War Bob- Raiders won apologies, that. Apologies. Apologies. I forgot and don't, about that. Don't forget, don't forget Carl Anderson. No, it, it, it was on the pre show. It doesn't count. It does count, though. Pre show counted this year for Survivor Series for anyone who forgot. All the pre show results are part of the. Okay, I was going to say, don't forget. The OC won greatest tag team in the world ever at the latest Blood Money event. Remember that gauntlet yeah. match that they came up with the convoluted the name mo- for? The more you say it, the more I really wish they just changed the name of uh, Crown Jewel to Blood Money. Because it's, it's just, it sounds like a great pay-per-view, to be honest as well. That's all I'm ever going to be calling it. Because yeah. if anyone named it Blood Money, I'd be kind of like, oh, I'm, gonna watch I'm that. Gonna watching that. <laughs> I'm probably doing them an accidental service. By hyping up the name, Sammy Callahan, Brian Cage. Oh my God! Blood money. Oh my God! Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, awesome. Um, um, anyway, um, <laughs> speaking of awesome, like we said, undisputed taking on Lee and Dijakovic, and straight away there was a bit of an issue with this because Bobby Fish gets pitched out by Keith Lee to O'Reilly, and there was a bit of a spill. Now they said it was the knee. It was like, very much his face. <laughs> yeah, his head. Just the angle he came down, his head cracked. You could, you could also tell. Um, you couldn't exactly see what he said to. You could tell the minute he landed, he said he turned around to O'Reilly and was like, I'm... That wasn't good. Yeah, and then he stood up and he started walking as if he was going up the ramp, then realised he wasn't going up the ramp, which it looked like he was selling the whole thing. As soon as you see him getting into the ring. At no stage did he sell his knee, is what I'm saying. It was just him totally out of it. To be fair, and this is kind of one of those things, he got into the ring and instantaneously he's groggy. And before anything gets to the stage, there's going to be an issue. Fair play to that ref. Fair play to him. I know we're giving the game away. I know blah, 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 blah. blah. Fair play to him. You can see him turning around. Outside of being part of the storylines, that's the ref's job is to call if someone's got effed up. You can see him. You can see him turning and kind of going, 
you need to tag out right now. Yeah, and, and you can also going. see Fish totally agreeing with him. Oh, yes, I do. I, I think he, met, he went to do one step into the ring, and then he went back yeah, like that. that. Was and exactly then both it. of them at the same time were like, I'm out. Yeah, that was exactly <laughs> Which it. Which says a lot for Fish as well. To, no, to you be know, aware of the fact that he is that far gone. It, it's not like MMA. Your job is to go out there, put on a good show, yeah. and make sure everyone's able to have a beer afterwards. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And if your head isn't... With well, it yeah. at all, and you can mess someone up. Now, apparently, it was pro. You know, yourself, sometimes you just get cracked in the head and you're all it, over it, the place. It, it, was just a ba- it was just a bad angle the way he came down. And apparently, I, I will say, terrifying because he, it, as Keith Lee went to pick him up over his head, he kind of missed the jump. And Keith yeah, Lee just see it. man lifted him. And that's, I think, what caused the problem because he wasn't quite up as far on the on Keith's right hand side as he should the, have been. The, it was so, all it was all, it, terrifyingly. It was all Keith Lee lifting and throwing. There was no assistance from Fish, and it was a, a scary thing to watch because Fish isn't a small dude. He yeah. lifted him up like a, like someone had lifted coffee table over their head. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I had a point that I was going to make a few minutes ago, and I've completely forgotten what it was. But yeah, anyway. we were talking about the ref being good. Call was the last point we were on. <sighs> you said good. You said well done to the ref for actually calling it and Yeah, no, I had something else I wanted to say okay. and it just went. Um but anyway, yeah, like I said, um fish unable to continue. So we Roddy go, Strong comes yeah, on. We go comes to a picture, down in picture and ad and break, and then when we come back, Roddy Strong's in well the ring can, with Street you, you can see it happening in the, the picture in picture. You can see O'Reilly is in an arm bar by Dijakovic yeah. and Dijakovic's kinda like going, Yeah, you can see Dijakovic and Keith Lee looking <laughs> kinda <laughs> going, like, uh, frack's going on as like uh Roddy Strong comes on and finishes the match. Um, well done, they didn't come up to tr- try and come up with some stupid bullshit story as to no, how it happened. They straight up Commentary ju- just told no, the truth. They to said it was the knee. Yeah, they said it was the knee. That was what I was going to say. That was it. That was it. While he, um, it was one of those things where, boy, you could tell that he cracked his head, like not fucking bad enough to be taken away, right, but enough that he's kind of like, no, this isn't working. What I was going to say was, at least, according to, to reports we got. He got a flash knockout, I'd say. Yeah, so and according to reports, yeah. he was fine backstage afterwards, so it's. Not like he, not career threatening. Just a case of, oh, okay, not, yeah. not, not for the now. I liked um, clear today. I liked as a repercussion of this when Roddy came down and um, Tom Phillips on commentary because you can tell he hasn't seen that much NXT or something. But he was like, oh, they're at a disadvantage now because you know he's not wrestling with his normal tag partner. And then McGuinness is like, except for that Tell time where they were the tag they team, were the tag team championships for a while where Bobby's knee was gone. <laughs> yeah. Actually, they were the first time that they were the tag team champions was O'Reilly. Bobby's and, knee was yeah. gone. <laughs> Um, anyway, the end result would be uh, Undisputed taking up the victory, partially because Adam Cole comes down for a distraction. Keith Lee puts Adam this Cole was scary. through the crowd. This was... F- man, when they went to the side angle of it, where like you could see Adam... <sighs> the, he went four rows in. He went flying. Thank the Ke- gods for plants. Keith Lee literally just speared... Like, just to be speared fair, him. You can, when they show the replay, you can, see, you, you can see how brilliant Adam Cole is. That little... Just at the just at the right time, little jump. So, but man, it, imagine Some like he used to play American football, Keith Lee. Imagine if you're going jumping for the oh my, like that you're guy. You're dead. He's a ter- he's he's a lovely chap, and but he's is, he is a terrifying specimen of a human being. What's best is the whole point is that both Lee and Dijakovic in the ring are so like, holy crap! I can't believe you just did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it allows the undisputed to get the. the I, I actually loved that Keith Lee was actually so goddamn surprised at how strong and he Dijakovic was. And Dijakovic was standing there going, what "Holy the fuck? frack, man!" Yeah. And even after the match, I was expecting a bit of a scrap, but instead you could actually see Dijakovic going, "No, man, I get it. I didn't." Like Keith Lee's like, "I'm so sorry." Dijakovic's the, like, "No, I get it. I didn't expect that to happen either." The, the way Keith Lee and Dijakovic were looking at each other, there was a brief moment in my head where I was like, "He must have knocked him clean over the plants into actual audience." <laughs> I'd say that's why they're like, "Oh, he went way too far." <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. 
<laughs> Especially they covered it well by having um, one of the, the ring announcers straight down kind of going, is everyone alive? <laughs> I'd imagine, I genuinely think he, they missed the plants. <laughs> no, they didn't. Are you sure? The crowd was completely different after that match. Okay. You could see them in the replay. You can see there's a chick close and you can see her automatically. As soon as Adam Cole is on the ramp, she's like this and all the others are bracing and all of a sudden Cole takes to the air whether he wants to or not. It was, uh, if, if you watch any spot and I hate saying this about a show but if you're going to watch any spot from a show this week that's it watch that three minutes that okay. leads into that it was goddamn amazing we're going to have to pick up the yep. pace man we're, we're getting caught for time yeah we're, go- we're okay we're um, no we're not we're, we still have another entire show to talk about and there we've only got unfortunately minutes. not as much to talk about on that as ordinary I've still got a list of stuff okay, so let's go let's go let's go Shane Thorne took up took on Mansoor next um, this was good yes it was and I like that the crowd is still behind Mansoor because he's probably the only good thing to come out of blood money yeah, um, they made a star that those last two years. Yeah, they have. And, and haven't used him. <laughs> they've used, the, but the couple of times they have used him, he's actually been phenomenal in the ring. He's been great. A that match he had, with, that match when he, he had with Dijakovic. Do you remember Dijakovic just threw him, clean, him? He just threw him clean out of the ring. Yeah, Amazing. people were chanting, "Please don't die." Yeah, it was great. He did, like he's he's really good. They should u- utilize him a lot more than I'm they do. I'm not gonna lie, I was actually kind of surprised that he did pick up the win against Shane Thorne, just because Shane Thorne been knocking around a bit longer. I don't know. I, I, d- I was expecting. Do you know, I. Sadly, because Shane Thorne's bloody brilliant, I think they look at him like a bit of a throwaway now. He's, mm. he's an enhancement talent. He comes out, he's great at being a heel, and he's great at making people look good. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Candice Ray versus Dakota Kai. We had heard earlier on in the show how Candice was going. Candice is now Tegan Knox's big sister. Uh, they've been knocking around on the indies doing stuff together for years. So right, th- there's kind enough. of a... She basically goes, I've looked, always looked at her like family and like my little sister, and now you're not going to have to deal with Candice LeRae tonight. You're going to have to deal with Tegan Knox's big sister. Okay. Which I thought was a great line. Match-wise, good match. Um, Candice... Uh, this was mostly just all over the fact that Dakota Kai's had a mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Um, the match is going good. Candice would end up taking the victory because Dakota used the brace that she ripped off Tegan to slap her in the face, I think. Uh, smack her around like a baby back bitch, for lack yeah. of a better description. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dakota goes nuts and starts kicking the crap out of Candice, and Rhea Ripley comes down for the rescue. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, Dakota grabs a chair from under the ring and she's about to literally cream pie Candace's head between the stairs and the chair. Rhea Ripley comes down and does it like a big massive pump kick and knocks the chair out. Yeah. And then there's a lot of screaming at each other while Dakota walks away like a total heel. Next up, we had Akira Torazawa going for the NXT, NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Let us not forget. I'm going to say this right Rush. now. After all of the way he's been treated on Raw for the last three weeks, it was nice to see him come out and not get murdered in five seconds. Akira's been on Raw for the last three weeks? Akira's enhancement talent on Raw now. What? Uh, Buddy Murphy took him out last week, if memory serves me correctly. I'll accept Buddy Murphy. I'll accept Buddy Murphy as well, because we're all in the same thing. I can't... I, I want to say Andrade the week before, which I'd also kind of... Uh, yeah. But, but it, it was very murder than matches. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like a 50-50. This was a bloody cracker. Yeah, this actually almost... This could nearly be match of the night. This this made me ignore the fact that I don't like Leo Rush for a while. He's winning me over. <laughs> no, I'm never going to go that far. They're kind of, I think they're kind of starting to lean back into him as a bit of a Healy kind of character. There's no, just certain things he's done. No, that I, I'm, I hate to say it, but I actually think that's just him. Oh yeah, no, it's just I hope that they, it, it, it's going to be a Seth Rollins situation where sooner rather than they're later gonna they're going to have to turn him heel because yeah, he's just he's better at being healed. It's he's naturally a dick. Di- okay. <laughs> Look, when you're told something by a bunch of veterans. And you decide, yeah. screw you, I'm going to ignore you in as loud and obnoxious way as I Why should I have to clean up the room? Why should I have to get the water? Because that's what we did when we started working here. That's what the guys before us did before we got to their positions. And that's the way it's been for 50 goddamn freaking years. What do you mean I can't bring my missus around and tell you all that she's awesome? Beep, beep, boop, 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 boop. Oh, sorry, I got the rock on the phone here for you, Leo. What's, what's that rock? 
No, you goddamn roll. Okay, sorry. Okay, cool. That's fine. Thanks. Anyway, Leo would win this one, retaining his Cruiserweight Championship. Um, in a, to be fair, really good match. There was one spot where I think Tozawa genuinely took a proper... Like, Can you say it like Neville? Because ever since they had their spit together, I just said, Tazawa. No. Okay, I'll say it. <laughs> I do think there was a point where Tazawa genuinely got a bit knocked out because you could see Leo going for that cutter and he just, he wasn't there. Remember when the, 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 the gum guard got knocked out? It was like, yeah. oh, ooh, that was a little bit... Stiff. Stiffer than they thought. And to be fair, recovered and continued the steps yeah. straight away That's because Tazawa is as hard as a coffin nail. He fracking is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Speaking of hard as a coffin nail, Zaya Lee took on Vanessa Bourne <laughs> next after Zaya oh, bust open a last time. Dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Poor old Vanessa Bourne. Yeah, stop picking fights with women that have been fighting literally their entire yeah. lives. I used to wrestle and I used to work in the gym and I've been a fitness instructor. What did you do? Uh, Fight street gang fighting. members. Street fighting? Street fighting. Gang uh, members. Like actual martial arts experience. Gang street members. Fighting. Yeah. fighting off gang members. Yeah. That's... So yeah, Zaya you know, would... You, do you know most Jackie Chan movies just take out Jackie Chan and replace him with Zoya Lee? And that's pretty much my life story. Pretty much. Outside of Rush Hour, because I was never working for Interpol or the police. Anyway, um, Zoya would get the victory here, but unfortunately would then get jumped by Baszler and company, because that's what they do. I however... W- I'm quite interested. I'm ha- very happy to see these two go out. I was going to say, however, Zoya... Not being anyone's fool and being well used to getting jumped by people, kicked the crap out of Shafir and Duke for a few minutes. Yeah. And Baszler, to be fair, did not exactly get the advantage she thought she would get. No. It took a while before the numbers game kind of won out. And even then, it didn't really win out for very long because Rhea along Ripley. comes the Rhea Ripley to the yeah. rescue. Mrs. Mrs. Interference herself. <laughs> yeah, who basically said to Baszler, you know what, you go on about how you're going to do this and do that. I won last time. Um, you're this. on about tapping me out. Come do it right now. I... Baszler said she was scared of her and that she's not going to do anything. And then uh, Ripley basically walks right up to her face, squares up at her and goes, if you're so fucking hard about it, why don't you just get in the ring? We'll do it right now. And And Baszler Baszler walked away. And then Ripley had a little anger tantrum and she did her big foot stomp. That wasn't an anger tantrum. That was an exaltation celebration. I rule. (laughs) I thought it was like, God damn, because I'd be quite angry. If I got my blood all boiled up and then the person just walked away, I'd be like, See, I'm better than you. Yeah, but sometimes it's not nice to just be able to scream I'm better than you. Sometimes you want to have people see oh, it I happen. Know. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Do you I know. know? I know. Anyway. I, um, I can't wait to see them proper lock up because they did a very good job in war games of kind of semi-keeping them away from each other until the spots at the end. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see a full match between the two of them. It's good. They're gonna, it's going to be a ripper. Finally, on NXT this week, we had Champa versus Finn Balor. Oh, this was great. This was great. This was the match I never knew. I didn't know that I wanted to see. Uh, and once I saw it, it was great. No, I won't lie to you. The minute he showed back up in NXT, I was like, he's going to wrestle Champa. I can't <laughs> wait for him to wrestle Champa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the visual just did everything yeah. there. I know you might have been able to hear him, but you did not see yeah. him. Oh my god. Because when he went for Gargano first, I was like, God damn it, they have to do the story of go through Gargano and then you get to Ciampa, but now Gargano's out and he's going straight for Ciampa. And I want it. I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. And tonight I got it. And it was was brilliant. Great. It was great. Bloody great. They no wrestling. They just pucked the shit out of each other. There was a bit of wrestling. A little bit of wrestling, but mostly they just pucked the crap out of each other. He's gone very away from conventional wrestling moves now, Balor. He's very fighter. 
He's gone more scrapper with a couple yeah. of wrestling moves to knock you out. Yeah, well, that was kind of that was Prince Devitt. That's the whole yeah. point. The prince is back, and then yeah, there's yeah, that yeah. awesome line of uh, Prince meet your king. Yeah, except that he didn't get to meet his king this week. He very much. Well, he kind of did. He didn't win. Only because Adam Cole came down. That's true. I I liked how. Go through a couple of spots of the match before we move on. Really okay, quick. we had the we had the the lung blower nearly to finish it off. We had some. Sorry, that's actually the one thing that's sticking in my head right now. Yeah, just that, that if you, lung blower. If you ever needed some if, project champa, I should say. If you ever wanted to get a full understanding of why they call it a lung blower, watch, watch that. Watch Finn Balor taking it. Yeah, because you. Oh, because he literally blows your lungs clean out of your back. Got it. <laughs> oh, you were saying the. I thought you only got it just there. No, I'm I know, aware. I know. You did that so well. I, I was like, oh, the penny's only dropping with him now. Oh, no, no, no. I'm yeah, aware why yeah. it's called a lung blower. Um, like I said, Adam Cole would come down and basically through distraction and through... He kicked Champa in the face, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Through that, Balor would end up getting the victory, which leads to... The clarification we've been waiting for for weeks. Cole and Balor in the ring, gloating. You know, yeah. Balor's, or Cole's doing the unscrewed thing. Cole throws up the UE. Balor, Balor does, does the, the finger thing. Pele Cole, kicks him in the face. I was going to say, Cole is like, yeah, our buddy, our buddy, bang! Yeah. As Balor, Cole, Pele Cole kicks him made the, the big mistake of reminding Balor that he was there by touching him on the back, and then Balor kicked him clean in the mush. No, <laughs> Balor knew he was there. Cole made the big mistake of, of assuming camaraderie by touching yeah. him in the shoulder, and Balor went, screw you, buddy. I, I, <gasps> I liked this, because there's been the, who is he with for the last couple of weeks? Because he used to keep coming out and helping on Disputed Era. And there's been like a lot of eyeballing yeah, between himself yeah, and Cole. Yeah, Bullet Club type stuffy. Yeah, and because remember they had the same kind of um, when the OC came down and it was kind of like, oh, he's going with the OC. Is he going with the club? And I liked that we got the clarification that Banner's going with no one. <laughs> yeah, he's just on his own. Yeah, on I, his own. I set up stables. I don't join them. <laughs> yeah. Um, Love it. Okay, we are going to get coffee time. Yes, it'll one. be fine. We can breeze, breeze through AEW. Anyway, that's all for NXT this week. It was awesome. We should be back in a moment. But before we go, a song that we wanted to play last week, but unfortunately we weren't down in the air last week because everything went against me. But it was probably for the best anyway. Screw it. So, um, yeah, we'll be back in a few minutes after we go away with this NXT theme song. Ha. Huh? Yeah. 
That was Poppy with I Disagree, which was used as one of the theme songs, probably the main theme, theme song, I suppose, for take, take Over War Games this week, because or at the weekend, because it was oh, bloody awesome. Sorry, A.W. Dark was uh, Pentagon versus Beretta. That's sorry. what I just yeah. said to you. Oh, I didn't know. You said you hadn't seen Dark. Yeah, so how would I know what the Dark match was if I'm telling you the first match was Lucha Bros versus yeah. Best Friends? Yeah, no, sorry. Well, it was just that it was Pent- on A.W. Dark, it was Pentagon versus Beretta. That's why I got confused. Which is why I said, no, that was on Dark, because they mentioned it at the start of the show. Anyway, oh, right. as okay. you, in case you hadn't noticed, we're moving straight into AEW, a lot of which starts off there. with Best Friends versus the Lucha Bros. Oh, it's going to be good. Best Friends, including a turkey suit wearing Orange Cassidy, who flew and put his arms out and everything. It was yeah. it was quite good, quite fun. That's because Orange Cassidy is quite good and quite fun. What I was not expecting was Best Friends to take the victory against the number one ranked tag team. I do like how... Beretta beat Pentagon on Dark as well. Yeah, I know. I, they mentioned that at that, the start. Can I say, if you haven't seen Dark this week, that was a cracker of a match. I unfortunately have not, which is why we're yeah. not covering it. But Wa- then again, watch it when you go home. It's, it's actually well worth throwing on for that match alone. Bloody real corker. And um, Jack Evans against Omega was quite good as well. I'd say so. Um, like we were saying, best friends take on... Well, actually, that's not even the way... the. AEW actually starts with a big old celebration headlined by the Soul Turkey Day Train. celebration. Headlined by Soul. It's not a Turkey Day celebration. It has nothing to do with Turkey, Turkey Day. Thanksgiving? No, nothing to do with Turkey Day. This is a Chris Jericho thank you celebration. There is nothing got to do with Thanksgiving at all in this. This is, so, this is Soul Train Jones bringing down Le Champion so that they can have their. Why are you passing me that for? Because Thanksgiving is when you're thankful so this is him coming down for all of the reasons that you should be thankful that he's the AEW champion is the thanksgiving or maybe it's because for the last i don't know how long he keeps Literally saying on the Where's wrestling results sh- result sheet thank you thanksgiving celebration the, for le champion not once was thanksgiving mentioned as part of the celebration for the thing so just because the internet says it doesn't mean i'm going to say it it was a celebration for le champion because for the last six months he's demanded his thank you and decided screw it he's going to give himself one so he has soul train jones bring him down the, the, he brings down the inner circle and they present him with loads of presents and gifts. And it's, it's, it's kind of hilarious, actually. The, the yeah, he, he's actually, for such a heel, he's a great comedy champion at the minute. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, th- that's Jericho's magic power, is he's, he's always been able to be really funny, but be taken seriously without being just viewed as a comedy act. 
Now, this skit is just filled with the usual heel turn stuff, but eventually he gets to the point where they bring Justin Robertson to read a letter that Jericho has apparently gotten from the management and top AEW staff, uh, corporation, whatever, expressing their thanks to him. Finally, the only thanks that he cares about, by the way, not the thanks of us, the fans. Yeah. So Justin Roberts reads it out, and he has a problem with Justin Roberts' tone. So the inner circle and Chris Jericho decide to start kicking the crap out of the commentator. Fortunately, though, it's okay, because it seems that the band that we're playing for Jericho has actually been infiltrated by SCU as Scorpio Sky, Chris Daniels, and Frankie Kazarian. There we go. <laughs> I couldn't remember Kazarian's name for a second. Waylay into the inner circle. He's the one you got to watch out for. He hasn't, yeah. he hasn't got the sh- he hasn't got the shiny shiny since he's been on AEW yet. But you keep an eye out for. It. Oh no, he's had cracking matches. But it's just wait till they put <coughs> put a bit of proper spotlight on Kazarian. He's he's a goddamn ring wizard. Hmm. Well, anyway, they managed to kind of um, beat the inner circle out of the ring. There yeah. was a trombone thrown at somebody. I noticed that, and I was like, "Geez, lucky that didn't hit." Um, match boys, like we said, starts off with uh, best friends versus Lucha Bros. Great match. After that, we have Bea Priestley t- tagging with Emi Sakura to take on Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander, who's making her dynamite debut, but who we'd seen on AEW Dark. Yeah. This, this was good, albeit sloppy. Yeah, there was a couple of sloppy sloppy um, parts during the match. I, I hate to say it, but it's true. Um, I'm going to... They've got some great wrestlers in that women's division, do. but there's, I don't know what it is. A lot of the women's matches on there have some very sloppy... It, they're really good matches with a sloppy segment that kind of tarnishes yeah. what is ordinarily a good match. Honestly, I think that it's just a case of... Gelling. Yeah, kind of. So, you know, it's like... I mean, we've seen we've seen Chris Statlander in, the, in AEW Dark and did a great job. Really good yeah. athletic powerhouse type is the best way of describing her style. Yeah. Um, there's just one or two spots in this that I feel that maybe... Maybe nerves? I don't know. It's just... Spitballing, the only thing I can think the, of. I will say nerves is an acceptable. It looked like a rather busy yeah. crowd there. Yeah. Um, it looked pretty packed. Yeah. Um there was a there was a couple of to be honest, there was a couple of things like this over the course of the night. Yeah. You know? Um moving on from that one. Uh sorry, uh Amy and Bea Priestley would take up the victory in that one. Um moving straight on, we have Cody versus Matt Knox. Um Cody would get his victory in this and he would then get jumped by Butcher and the Blade. The Butcher and the Blade. Who are the new tag team under the guidance of the Demon Bunny, Ali? Yes, which is basically the gimp mask. The bunny gimp mask. It's not a gimp mask. Totally is. No, it's not. A gimp mask is completely different. It's I'm, a bunny mask. I'm using the word gimp mask in a descriptive term so people can get it. It's That's leather. That's not correct descriptive term. A gimp mask is a full over-the-face mask. This is just a bunny thing. For people who aren't as in the know about the Halloween full aesthetic of... Gi- no. Uh, mm. Okay. Okay. Um, up next, we're stuck uh, for time, and you have to get a song yeah, in as well. Yeah, so I yeah, can't yeah, argue yeah. the okay. point. So it's it's not a gimp mask, whatever. It's leather and covered in plastic leather and strapped onto her face with a zipper at the back and covers her full head, bar from the mouth down. It covers her eyes. It went around the back. No, it didn't. Okay. Anyway, um, up next we had the much-awaited rematch between Pac and Kenny Omega. This is cracking. It was great fun. After Omega um, got knocked out, I suppose, by Pac in the, the last match, um, this just managed to highlight the fact that the two of them are fucking maniacs in the ring, and it was just a spot fest for a lot of it. Um, Omega would get his, I suppose, vengeance, I suppose, is the best way of putting it. Redemption. Redemption, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Pac didn't really do anything to him. 
if you know what I mean. Yeah. He just beat him in a match, so vengeance is a bit yeah, yeah. hardcore. Um, the main event of... Oh, yeah, we had Dustin Rhodes in the ring at one point. He wants to kill Jack Hager, and he gets jumped by Sammy Guevara. Well, uh, Sammy Santana. Guevara tries jumping him. Yeah, and then the young bugs come down, and the three of them kill uh, yeah. the inner circle. Well, he, he was murdering... Uh, the first two that came down, Dustin mur- murdered them, and then eventually the numbers game got the top of him. Mm. Um, like I said, the last match... Everyone got kicked in the balls. Yeah. The last match of AEW Dynamite this week was MJF versus Hangman Page for the Diamond Ring. This was good. This was good fun. This was good. Um, now, there was... The Diamond Ring of nondescriptive price or amount because the price of that changed between promo to promo. No, I'm pretty sure in this promo they were both saying 45,000. No, Hangman said 26,000 in his video vignette. Um... MJF said it was in excess of forty-five, forty thousand dollars. I'm pretty. I'm one hundred percent sure. Twenty-six thousand is what Hangman said, and in excess of forty thousand is what MJF said. They even said it on commentary that the price of the ring has been wavering throughout the night. Okay, well, in any case, um, it's 100% just an excuse for a match. Sure. It's just an excuse for a match, which we ended up getting. Um, yeah. No, MJF is accompanied by Wardlow, who would make kind of. Not as much of an interference more, as you were expecting. More, more of a distraction. Of a manager assistance. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, you got MJF's leg on the rope at one stage when there was a pin. Yeah. Um, MJF would end up winning it. Uh, DDP has to come down and award MJF with the diamond ring. No, DDP, a man renowned for having so much charisma he could piss it out the top of his little finger, and MJF, a man who's known for being a ridiculously good heel on the mic. Whatever could happen if they're both in the ring together. Things break down. Also, I forgot, that wasn't the last match. The last match it was wasn't, Scorpio no. Sky versus Chris um, Jericho. For Crap. the championship belt. Yeah, and yeah. We, were, we were like, this is, yeah. Um, that was a great match that uh, we can't really get into too much. Jericho would end up picking up the victory with the walls of Jericho. And there are two guys who for years have been renowned for being absolutely wicked in the ring. We never got to see them together in the ring. We've now got to see them together in the ring. And it was fucking magic. Mm. After Jericho would take up the victory, Moxley's music would hit as Jericho goes to put back in the walls. And Moxley's just down in the crowd walking through and just standing, watching, yeah. making it known that, hey, Chris, I'm, I'm going for you. I'm, I'm here, buddy. I'm here. I'm, I'll tell you quick before we go, I'm mad to see that match because we've only ever got to see them in WWE where there were storyline and very restricted in what they could do. Handcuffed I'm mad frack, to see yeah. proper Jericho and proper Mox tear the tits off each other. I imagine it's going to be coming very soon. Very soon. When's the next pay-per-view? I'd imagine they built the next pay-per-view. Yeah, maybe. maybe. They're quarterly. They're only doing four or five a year. Well, they might do it before that, so if it's, if it's quarterly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The, anyway. the way I heard them describing it was there's four official, four or five official pay-per-views a year, but every couple of weeks there will be an AEW Dynamite that's pay-per-view level, if okay. you know what I mean. Okay, cool. Well, unfortunately, that pretty much brings us to the end of this week's show. As always, I'd like to thank everybody for listening in. My thanks especially to Limerick City Community Radio, your city, your station, your voice, your willingness to let us come in and do this show. For anyone wanting to hear more from myself and The Deadly One, you can catch us every Sunday, Sunday. night as we go out on Facebook and YouTube, I want to say. No, just Facebook for the minute because it keeps crashing. Okay, for our horror podcast, The Gorecast, um, where we bring you the latest in horror news and reviews. We shall be back same wrestling time, same wrestling station next week. For now, I'm the Giz saying bye-bye, Johnny. And (laughs) bye-bye. To play us out, we're going to be going with Every Time I Die, which is... The Blade, I think, uh, band from The Butcher and the Blade. I I think I have to get used to which one's which. Okay, well, we'll see you on next week. Here is Decaying with the Boys. See you next time. Bye.